Well, hey there, you're listening to the Marketing for Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. This is the podcast where we help coaches like you achieve clarity around their message, overcome their toughest marketing challenges, and grow their caseload in record time. Welcome to the show. So we're in episode number four of the podcast, and we're so excited that you've decided to join us once again. This week, I want to start a four-part series that we're calling Up and Running. Up and Running. And what we want to do is really get into some of the practical steps that we've been talking about. Uh, In the first three episodes, we mentioned some of the things that it takes to succeed as a coach with online marketing and talked about some mindset shifts that need to be uh, made and really implemented in order to get into a a groove and a rhythm with your marketing. And what we want to talk about uh, today is an overview of what is going to be in store for the next couple of weeks. Really how to get online and up and running with some specific strategies and tactics in your marketing uh, endeavors for your coaching business. So that's the angle I want to come from today. So today we're going to be just talking about your online presence and strategy in general, your online presence and strategy. I'm really excited about this because we're going to be talking about some places you need to be, some rituals and habits that you need to establish, and some methods that you need to adopt. Some places to be, some rituals or habits that you need to establish, and then of course some methods that you need to adopt. So look, you know, maybe you're just getting started online as a coach and you're not even sure what kinds of things you need to do to bring in new clients from the web. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get down to to brass tacks on that and really uh, help you to start seeing where you need to be and what you need to be doing in order to get in front of new clients from the perspective of the internet. First, let me say that I realize that marketing is very intimidating for non-marketers. Frankly, it could be intimidating even for marketers. So I get that. I sympathize with you. You're not alone, all right? Uh, there, there is a lot of overwhelm that comes into when you start trying to learn how to market your business. There's just, there's so much you can do. And that leads to analysis paralysis, right? where you're considering and you're weighing all these different options and it's like, well, geez, am I supposed to be on Facebook? Am I supposed to be on Twitter? Am I supposed to be on Instagram? You know, where am I supposed to be? There's so much that different people are saying. Should I be doing Facebook ads? Should I be doing Instagram ads? Uh, Should I be doing live video? Should I not be doing live video? And on and on and on. There are so many options and it's, it's really a blessing and a curse because because we have so many different options, It's a really good thing because you can build an individualized business. You can build a platform that, frankly, nobody else has. It's your own. And you can can do it in a way that allows you to stand out from everybody else who's doing something, even something similar. So uh, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, It could be bad because you hear all this advice from different people and everybody 
seems to have methods that are working and you're just not sure which one you need to try. Well, believe it or not, a lot of the answer to this is is mindset. It's not about the things themselves, right? It's not about the tools. It's not about the strategies. It's not about the tactics. It's about what is going to work in your business. What kinds of activities and things you want to be doing and enjoy doing to grow your business. Okay, and uh, again, the result of the overwhelm and the uh, analysis paralysis is stress. So I'm sure you've got plenty of that as well. So while I, I, I don't want this episode, I don't want you to take this as something that when I list all of these things out that you need to be doing them, okay? Because otherwise, all I'm going to do with this episode in your mind is to create more overwhelm, stress, and analysis paralysis. And I don't want to do that. It's the exact opposite. So further lessons in this series and, of course, further episodes of the podcast are going to be really for the purpose of demystifying some of this stuff. But admittedly, this particular episode is going to be a pretty long list of different things that you could do. But here's how I want you to look at it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you this question and I was going to save it till the end. I'm going to repeat it at the end, but I'm actually going to say it now because I want you to understand where I'm coming from with this episode. Here's a question that I want you to answer after this episode. Take the next week, right, to answer this question. What one place do you need to be? What one ritual do you need to implement? And what one method do you need to adopt to move your coaching business forward this year? All right? So out of the places and rituals and methods that I'm going to be giving you, I want you to research them and think about one of each that you are going to adopt or implement or, uh, you know, go to move your coaching business forward this year, 2019. This is what I'm talking to you. This is a real-time podcast. Look, and if it's 2020 and you're listening to this podcast, fine. Make the decision now. This year, what are you going to do to propel your coaching business forward? Here are some of the options. Now, before we get into them, I want you to just think about this. Picture with me, just just think about this, close your eyes, whatever, you know, we don't have to make this froofy, but I, I really want you to think about the future, okay? Think about your coaching business five years from now. Where do you want to be five years from now? And you can be as specific as you want. Maybe you've already thought about this, right? Maybe you know this already. We're not talking about some some uh, some pipe dream here. You know, uh, if, 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 if you have a legitimate goal to, you know, uh, bring in $5 million a year in revenue one day, okay, well, you're probably not going to do that, all right, with just regular coaching. So you're going to have to have some other things implemented. You're going to have to become an in-demand speaker. You're going to have to create uh, tons of products and services that people enjoy purchasing. You get what I'm saying? Most of you listening probably don't have anything near that kind of a goal. I'm just giving you the example. You can say something all day long, but just saying something doesn't make it so. You have to be realistic. You have to think about the future 
in terms that are a bit outside of your comfort zone, but still within the realm of possibility and reality for you. So think about that five years from now. Where are you, right? Are you posting on Facebook three times a day? I don't know, you know, are you are, are, are you engaging in groups who are like-minded every day? Are, are you working for clients? You know, what, what kind of things are, do you have 10 clients a year paying you, uh, you know, $5,000 a month for some kind of mastermind program? Do you charge $150 an hour for coaching services and you're booked up, you know, eight hours a day? You know, what does it look like for you in five years? What does it look like for your coaching business. Think in those terms where you could go. I heard this the other day on a podcast and uh, I thought it was so great. It's an excellent illustration. Here's the thing. If you got something coming up, man, you're dreading it. You're worried about it. You're anxious about it, whatever that may be. Think about something. Be time. Like you're, you're maybe you're impatient. Okay. Let, let's, let's make it practical. Maybe you want to see your business growing. Right. And, and you you want to attain this specific level of growth, but it seems to be going so slow. I want you to think about something. Why give up? Because the time is going to pass anyway. The time is going to pass anyway. You might as well be doing the work, making things happen and growing your business in the meantime, because the time is going to pass. Anyway, now yes, there is a place for having priorities, doing the right kinds of things. I'm a huge advocate for that. But my point, my simple point, is that the time's going to pass anyway. Just do your thing, right? Get out there, do your thing. Don't give up. Don't quit now. Don't get paralyzed by analysis. So here are some things. Some places you need to be, all right? You need to have a website. Hello, it's 2019. We talked about this already. You got to have a website. Could you do it without a website? Yes, but probably only if you are uh, already an established business. If you don't have a website, that doesn't mean you have to wait for a website to start, okay? You don't have to do that. Uh, you can start networking, start giving out business cards, start showing up in local scenarios, talking to friends, family, etc., letting them know that you have gotten results in some area for yourself and that you're going to help. Uh, you start helping other people to get those same kind of results through a coaching relationship. Would they be interested? Right. Start with that, but realize that to succeed online, you're probably going to need to have a website. Okay, email. Uh, in other words, an email list, right? You're going to need to be in email inboxes once a week, preferably, uh, with an email list that you are growing and nurturing to help them in their endeavors. And we will talk about that quite a bit on the podcast and uh, websites and emails, things like that. We help clients with that stuff over at my company, NorthMac Services. You can go to NorthMacServices.com and check that out uh, if you want to see if there's a way that we can help you. Okay, YouTube. YouTube is a great place to be. Video is really gaining traction. Social. I think you have to be on social. Social is not as, but almost as important as being on a website because a lot of times the conversations around this kind of thing are happening there. Forums is, is another option uh, comparable to social. And then Google search. 
uh, Google search. Of course, if you have a website, you could show up in Google search. But the reason I mention that specifically is because you're going to need to be creating content and putting it out there in order to get found on Google. Because Google, contrary to popular belief, does not find websites. Google finds web pages. The more pages on your website, the more opportunities for Google to find you, but you don't just endlessly create pages on your site. You create content. You create posts, even whether they be they be uh, blog posts or podcasts or, or, or videos that you embed from your YouTube channel or something like that. Those are all options, but you've got to get that out there on Google search because they are the number one search provider, and most of your traffic eventually will end up coming from there. So website, email, YouTube, social, forums, and Google search. And of course, by social, I mean Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. These are all options for you. And in coming days, we will talk about which options might be better depending on your circumstances. Now, here are some rituals or habits to establish. And I've broken these out into three categories. We have mindset rituals, and then we have value sharing rituals, and then content rituals. Mindset, value sharing, and content. So some mindset rituals that you could adopt could be something like uh, affirmations, right? Like actual, like, like, like there's apps that help you do this, or you can just write them down. Things that you believe are true, uh, about yourself. A lot of times we suffer from imposter syndrome and it's helpful to be able to remind yourself of who you are and what values you hold to be important and to matter. And so I think this is a, a great way of being able to, uh, to help yourself with your mindset. Of course, prayer or meditation. Uh, I'm a Christian. I make no apology for that. And so my days all start with prayer. God is a huge part of my business. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, no God, no business. Uh, th- that's just the bottom line. I, uh, I I rely on God to help me in my business to do the work that I do that helps others. Now, you don't have to be a Christian for me to work with you by any stretch. I work with lots of people who are not Christians, but uh, I am one. And so this is an important ritual and habit for me to have is prayer. Also, reading. Okay, Uh, reading is important to gain new knowledge and expand your mind, to learn new things, to gain new perspectives, and to be able to help others, Uh, especially as a coach. (laughs) Man, reading is so so important to be able to understand different folks' perspectives on the world and, and help them to navigate where they need to go in their endeavors. Exercise is another one. Uh, mental clarity, really, and mental uh, strength comes many times as a result of physical strength and physical clarity about where your health needs to be. These are a big deal. And then the last mindset ritual that I wrote down here would be group involvement. Group involvement. Uh, I, I mentioned the past few episodes, and I'll mention it again right now, the 48 Days community, the 48 Days Eagles community. You could check that out by going to northmacservices.com slash eagles. northmacservices.com slash eagles. And there you'll learn about the Eagles community that I am a part of. It's for coaches, podcasters, content creators, entrepreneurs, folks who are just looking to, to, to find or create work that they love to get a new job, etc. 
great community over there. It's a it's a it's a it's a community of coaches. Man, it is absolutely wonderful. You'll get so much help there. So I highly recommend you check that out. Just go to the link, watch the video that's there, look at a little bit about it. You can see some testimonials. I think you will really, really um, love your time there. I certainly enjoy mine. NorthMacServices.com slash Eagles. All right, next we have some value sharing rituals. Things like Facebook group participation. Uh, when you join Facebook groups, right, whether they be about coaching or whether they be specific to the niche that you serve, the worst thing that you can do is jump in there, especially as a new member, and just start promoting yourself. In fact, most groups don't even allow this, so you'll quickly find yourself booted out for doing so. In a Facebook group or something like that, you are there to add value. You are there to provide your insight, essentially, for free. All right, now you can decide how much of that you share, but I recommend being very, very open. Anytime, listen to me, anytime that I've got business, direct business from Facebook groups, and by the way, this happens to me all the time. I get business from Facebook groups all the time. It's one of my primary drivers. It never happens because I said, oh, I do this. No, it happens because I share knowledge with someone who has asked a question and they ask me. Do you do this? Do you help clients with this? And I say, yes. Yes, I do. And that's a totally fair game as long as they ask you. So go in there, just be a valuable resource for people, and you will be surprised how willing people are to engage you to help them. Another related kind of thing, but doing it more on your practice side, would be pro bono coaching. Now, there are coaches uh, uh, who who mentor other coaches who who do not recommend doing work for free. Uh, I I agree that with that we don't want to devalue coaching, but much like in the practice of law, I think there is space for pro bono coaching as a result of some kind of. Uh, a uh, fundraiser or something like that. Or uh, one cool scenario I heard was that uh, the guy, a guy uh, who had a long experience, he had plenty of money from his business experience. He turned to coaching, and rather than to devalue the enterprise of of coaching or to or to uh, you know, because a lot of times some people when they don't pay for something they don't value it as much. So he wanted the people that he was helping to get value out of it and to have have accountability for it. So he charged them for their coaching and then donated the proceeds from his coaching to a local charity. So that is an option as well to share value. And that is a way to actually kind of spread the value and allow the money to flow through you. If you're at a place where you can do that, I think that's really cool. Uh, mentorship. So offering to take somebody under your wing as a mentor. Typically, this kind of thing would not be with the kind of clients that you have. It would be more so with somebody who you were trying to train to do the same kind of thing that you are. But offer to do that for free. If you have somebody who's interested in the kind of coaching that you do and you're well experienced, why not just take them under your wing for a few months and teach them some of what you no, they'll be forever grateful, and I'm telling you, what you what you uh, sow, that is what you're going to reap. This is 100% true, so put that out there. 
And then content creation is a value sharing ritual. And rather than talk about it right there, I have created my own category for that content rituals. So uh, content rituals are its own category, but they are a kind of value sharing rituals, putting out new content for people. And so in doing that, I have rituals or habits that I have formed for creating new content. Uh, I never, listen to me, I never sit down in front of a blank computer screen with that stupid little cursor, right, blinking at me and try to come up with an idea, write the content, polish the content, share the content. It would take me hours on end, (laughs) If I try to sit down and then you get the, 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 the worst, you know, mindset block ever, right? Uh, writer's block. Even if, I don't care if you're outlining a podcast or whatever. It happens that way. And there are some people who say, oh, writer's block isn't real. Well, okay, whatever. But the point that I want to make here is that this happens. People freeze. People freeze. And it becomes overwhelming to think that you have to sit down for a three-hour, four-hour marathon and do all that. So divide it up. Take 25 or 30 minutes and brainstorm content. Brainstorm 50 to 100 ideas. Work on them. Work on the headlines a little bit. Mold them a little bit. Get some sub points to go under them and just brainstorm. Spend 25, 30 minutes brainstorming. And then have a session where you create. And I'm not going to go too in-depth here because in one of the next few episodes, we're going to talk very in-depth about this as part of the Up and Running series, okay? So have brainstorming uh, habits, uh, creation, content creation habits uh, in terms of actually sitting down to write the stuff And then polishing, so don't write and edit at the same time. Have a different time with a fresh perspective and a fresh set of eyes to go back and then later edit the content that you finished writing. And then have time to share it on social, in your email, etc. So those are all three separate uh, rituals or all four within the content rituals. Okay, and then finally, before we close up, some methods to adopt, some methods to adopt and and I'll just give you what they are and then a quick summary of each so you can check them out on your own time Michael Hyatt he's got his free to focus program and his your best year ever program and you can get the best of those two programs implemented into a daily kind of uh, uh, scenario a daily kind of ritual by using his full focus planner it combines the best of those things and there will be links to all of these things by the way in the show notes. Uh, so your best year ever and free to focus. This is how to basically get the, the, the year-long view of what you want to happen in your life, in your business, etc. And then free to focus is the tactical day-to-day plan that helps you eliminate distractions, cut out work that you don't need to be doing, and only be doing work that is in your desire zone. In other words, that zone where you make your best contribution to the world. Okay, Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps. This is the Total Money Makeover book by Dave Ramsey and his whole enterprise over there. This will help you get your financial life in check. And that's more geared towards personal finances, but you can also check out Ramsey's Entree Leadership stuff. They have a podcast and events and everything, and they will also help you with your financials from a business perspective. Okay, then we have Ken Davis's score, his score conference or his book, The Secrets of Dynamic 
communication that will teach you the score method for doing speaking and things like that. I actually have a modified score method that we're going to talk about in uh, one of the episodes in this series. And I have modified it a little bit to use for my purposes for podcasts and things. And I think it's useful. So I will, uh, I will show you more about that in a later episode. And then Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning. The Miracle Morning, it actually uh, forms the foundation for a lot of the mindset rituals I mentioned earlier. Affirmations, prayer or meditation, reading, exercise, things like that are all included in Hal Elrod's program. And so you should go check that out, The Miracle Morning. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. And uh, I have it on Audible and on ebook, I think. So it's, it's absolutely great. So check that out. And then finally, Donald Miller's story brand. Donald Miller's story brand. This is the method that I use to help my coaching clients figure out their message and get it out there to the world. And then we put it on a website, right? And make it clear for all the world to see so they can find their website. It's the best way to get a clear vision for your company and for your coaching business. And then tell others about it in a way that they understand and makes them want to become your client. Okay, so that is the methods to adopt that I recommend adopting, some rituals and habits to establish, and some places to be. By the way, uh, for the most part, I am involved in, in, in much of what's on this list. Uh, most everything, in fact, on this list, I, I'm, I put there because it's personally worked in some measure for me, and I'm consistently doing it. So I'm not teaching you anything here that I don't implement or use in some way for myself. So I'll ask you again, what one place do you need to be? What one ritual do you need to implement? And what one method do you need to adopt to move your coaching business forward this year? The way you answer that question will have a lot to determine with your success in 2019 and beyond. All right? Thank you for joining us this week on the Marketing for Coaching, Marketing for Coaches, Let's Get It Right, podcast. Don't forget to check out northmacservices.com slash eagles to join a community of like-minded coaches and entrepreneurs. All right, have a great one. Bye-bye.